Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. edition of the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com, SteveJonesShow.com. Sean Carey here, Steve on his way in to the Sunbury Motors studio as we speak. And of course, our Friday editions of the Steve Jones Show brought to you by our buds at Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket, Reagan Street in Sunbury. You going to the blue-white game tomorrow? Got to make sure you're stocked up with all your favorite beverages, soft drinks, domestics, import beers, micro-brews, soda, water, and, of course, great snacks, peanuts, and you got to check out the pickle bar, too. And if you're going to grab uh, you know multiple cases, they'll help you load them in your car. So easy in, easy out at the Beverage Supermarket, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. You can also check out their Facebook page for specials on there as well. And, and uh, tell the crew and Corey and the gang that we sent you. Don't forget here on News Radio 1070 WKOK tomorrow we will have live coverage of the Blue White game from Beaver Stadium with Steve and Jack Ham will have the network on up and running at three on WKOK. So so it'll be some Phillies on before Blue White. And then if there's any Phillies coverage after the Blue White game, we'll go back to them in progress. See how it all times out tomorrow here on WKOK. Got a loaded show here. With you on the Steve Jones Show, Jordan Rodriguez, former Penn State beat writer for the Standard Daily Times uh, for close to a year now. She has been uh, in Charlotte at the uh, Charlotte Observer, uh, now the beat reporter for the Carolina Panthers. So Jordan all over uh, the NFL draft, uh, also attended the Combine uh, about a month and a half ago. So I'll get Jordan's breakdown as to what she will be expecting at the NFL draft in Philadelphia come next week. And also our longtime friend on the show, Paul Alexander, the former State College Radio sports reporter <laughs> and now with root sports so uh, we see him in studio for uh pirates and uh pens coverage on root sports so we will hear from paul on the show and of course our uh, tradition here on fridays uh steve's brother kevin jones so uh, we'll check in from connecticut at four thirty-five this afternoon and of course if you uh Want to at any time, you can always check out the Steve Jones Show podcast. If you miss any of the live shows, you can uh, go to either iTunes or Google Play, subscribe to our, uh, subscribe to our podcast. And uh, if you do listen to our podcast on iTunes, we encourage you to write a review. Thanks ahead of time for doing that. Lots of ways to get in contact with us. You can uh, do an email, stevejones at wkok.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Jones PSU and like us on Facebook. And our toll free number is 1 800 795 9565. 
So we mentioned Paul Alexander a moment or two ago. Uh, Root Sports in Pittsburgh. Uh, Root wrapping up their portion of their Pittsburgh Penguins coverage in the NHL season. And last night uh, on home ice, the Pens defeated Columbus 5-2, to taking the series four games to one. So now the Pens will uh, get a well-deserved rest uh, as they'll be waiting for the winner of the Toronto Washington Capitals uh, series, and that is currently knotted up at two games apiece, and that will get back underway uh, this evening in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Toronto, Washington tonight, and also Boston, Ottawa. And uh, the Sens lead that series three games to one. As we mentioned, uh, the Maple Leafs and Capitals, they are tied at two games apiece. Later tonight here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, uh, the Phillies uh, taking a series from the Mets. Took two out of three from the Mets. Uh, they will be going up against uh, this evening the Atlanta Braves. Be starting a series uh, with the Braves this evening at home at Citizens Bank Park. It'll be a uh, Cologne and Hellickson. Jeremy Hellickson will be on the bump for the Fightins tonight. Uh, we're a record of two and zero. We'll have Phillies warm up beginning at six thirty and first pitch at seven oh five with Scott and L A here on WKOK. Pittsburgh Pirates will be opening up a series against the Yankees uh, out at PNC Park. Uh, Tyler Glass now and CC Sabathia will be your starters tonight in that matchup. That's a 7.05 start. Uh, other games tonight, you got Boston and Baltimore, Houston, Tampa Bay, Cubs in Cincinnati, Washington and the New York Mets. Kansas City and Texas, Cleveland and the White Sox, St. Louis and Milwaukee, Detroit, Minnesota, San Francisco, Colorado, Dodgers, Arizona, Seattle, Oakland, Toronto, and the Angels in Miami is out at San Diego. NBA playoffs, an amazing comeback last night by the Cleveland Cavaliers, down 25 at the half, came back to defeat Oklahoma City last evening, 119-114, to and LeBron James uh, finishing up with, I believe it was, what, 49, 45, 49 points, something like that. So coming up tonight in the NBA playoffs, Boston-Chicago, Bulls are up 2-0. Houston-Oklahoma City, Rockets are up 2-0. And the Clippers over Utah. Uh, Clippers and Utah, that series is uh, tied at one game apiece. So that's that's, that's that's your sports menu for tonight. Yeah. All right, now we've got Paul Alexander today. We sure do. I just may mention the, the former State College morning show sports anchor. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember no. Drew telling me. I remember Drew Kelly telling me, "Yeah, during my Penn State games, uh, during my Penn State days, I'd always get my sports fix in the morning from Paulie." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we have him on today. Jordan Rodriguez, Charlotte Observer. Yeah, okay. she was just at the combine a month and a half ago. Yeah, we'll get definitely get her bre- uh, her uh, yeah. breakdown of the NFL draft. And then my brother, who will just give us a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten a joke from him in a couple of weeks. We're overdue. Hopefully, you'll have one cooked yeah. up and ready to go. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, um, yeah. looking forward to that. Um, Doug uh, from Wellsboro gets the call of the year so far. Oh, absolutely. For <laughs> calling up and being said he put on hold, some guy kept trying to talk to him about digital media. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the world of the city. <laughs> Tomorrow, Jack Ham, Derek Williams, and I at Beaver Stadium. Jeff Tarman, Roger Corey as well. James Franklin last night, I thought, uh, gave us about 40 minutes worth of really good 
material to chew on last night about where the football team is. They're doing a walkthrough in Beaver Stadium today, but that's all they're doing. They're not doing it. It's you're allowed to have three practices without pads. So the first two they had back in March were without pads, and they've been in pads ever since to varying degrees. Some days you wear shorts, some days you wear full pads, you know. And I, you know, we knew they were saving the third practice without pads for today because he likes to have everything feel like a game week. So since they're playing a game tomorrow, and this is for the benefit of the younger players. I mean, the older players have been through it. They understand the routine. But they always do a walkthrough the day before the game. And then Saturday, they come in on the buses. I think the arrival time tomorrow is 11.36 on the schedule for the buses at the stadium if you want to be there. The weather's going to be great. No issue with the weather at all. We've been saying all week there was going to be no issue with the weather. Yeah. All week we've been saying Just checking hour by hour here and uh, not seeing any rain tomorrow. That's awesome. Or Sunday. Or Sunday. Or Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the Paterno run into Beaver Stadium is Sunday. And I... Um, and we've been saying all week, and everybody, oh, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. It's not going to rain. I don't know where I don't know where anybody came. I never saw one forecast all week that said it was going to rain. I mean, none. And I don't know where everybody came up with this. It's going to rain deal. It's going to be about sixty degrees tomorrow. It's going to be nice. So come on out. I mean, if they can get if they can get eighty, I know James has talked one hundred and seven. If they can get eighty to ninety thousand in here tomorrow, that'd be great. That'd be great. and make a really nice statement to all the recruits who are going to be there. It also gives another conversation piece nationally that's a positive for Penn State. I mean, say, for example, they go out and they draw, let's pick a number, 86,000 tomorrow. Let's say that happens, which would be number one in the nation to this point for spring games. Now, Alabama may draw more tomorrow. Notre Dame will not. Notre Dame's spring game is tomorrow. Notre Dame will not draw that kind of number. Um. But if they were to do that, it's just another positive conversation piece about what's going on here. And that's why he's talked about, you know, let's let's fill the place, let's go 107. And there's a lot to feel good about. You know, after all these years of trying to hang in there, trying to be positive, I mean, the fans have been great. They've tried to hang in there. They've tried to be positive. They've tried to be encouraging. I think they've had a an influence on recruiting. I think people have marveled across the country that everybody's hung in. Well, after hanging in all that time, guess what? You, the fan, got the big payoff last year. They rattled off nine straight wins. They won the Big Ten Championship. They were fun to watch. They were dramatic. And they're the kind of team that that any fan base would love to have and root for. And you got a lot of really great guys on this team. This is not one of those. This is not one of those uh, teams that are on the verge of the California Penal League. I mean, these are good kids, and 
who have done well in the classroom, all the things that all the ideals that have been set as a standard here at Penn State, James Franklin's team meets that standard. That's what makes Penn State fans proud. All right, I have one quick addendum for Cindy who called the show yesterday. And she's gonna love this. She's gonna love this. Remember she asked about the picture at the White House of President Kennedy? Yes, from sixty two, I believe, yes. Mm-hmm. Here's my recommendation to her. Rent or buy the movie Forrest Gump. Okay. You want to know why? Trying to think of the connection. There is a scene in the White House where Gump, as an Alabama All-American, meets President Kennedy. Okay? Is that the scene when he was drinking the Dr. Peppers? Mm, It may have been. It may have been. It's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. Look at the football that Kennedy's holding. It says Penn State on it. That scene is from Penn State's football visit that she referenced. Ah, now we have people saying, oh, wait a minute, i got to find that. Got to watch that and put it on pause, yeah. Take a look. I mean, you, you have like 500 movies in your collection. I most used to them, I, most, I used to watch a lot of movies, but not not most, much anymore. Most of them, most of them's Jim Belushi. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think I've always enjoyed most of the movies he's done anyway. Um, but check that scene. If you look carefully at the football, it says Penn State on it. That's from that visit. Now I think we've intrigued the audience. Really? Yeah, that's right. It is the one where he says he's... Remember that? It is the one where he drank all the Dr. Peppers. Because that's where Kennedy looks over and says, I think he just said he had pain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. Uh, But look at the football. It says Penn State. It's from the visit that Cindy called about yesterday. Rip Engel, Dave Robinson, football team. Aha. Uh-huh. See, you learned something today. I did. Appreciate that. There's a several a list of items that, that I could tell you about the suit you'd learn about, but most of them are actually intrigued the FBI more than you. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll have more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK, okay? It's April, and you know what that means. Time for the Spring Savings Event at Sunbury Motors Kia. You wanna see you in Kia. Bottom line, April 
is the best time to buy your next vehicle at Sunbury Motors Kia. During the spring savings event, you can save over $4,000 on 2017 Serranos and all remaining 2016 Optimus. Or you can save $3,000 on a 2017 Kia Forte. If you're looking for low payments, how about 0% financing for 66 months? Need to save money on gas? Then get to SMZ and check out the 50-mile-per-gallon Nero FE starting at $23,895. Plus, you get Kia's 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. So what are you waiting for? It's the Spring Savings Event going on now at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip at Hummel's Wharf and at sunburymotors.com. Tax and tags extra. 0% financing to well qualified customers who came after restrictions apply. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see retailer or go to kia.com. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for the blue-white game today. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, soft drinks, snacks, wine coolers, water. And, of course, they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar, second to the love the their, uh, the barrels and the dills. I actually had somebody ask me, said, do you really like pickles? I said, love them. I love them, especially the ones at Brewer's Outlet. Reagan Street and Summary of the Beverage Supermarket. Stock up for the weekend tonight. Looking forward to that. All right. And it'll be tomorrow at 3 o'clock, and Derek Williams will be on the field. Jack and I will be up in the booth. We'll have some special guests drop in from time to time. But we're going to give everybody... As the game goes, we'll call the game. I mean, like I think you know how we do it. We do we do call the game like it's a game, but we insert a lot of material that we have observed over the far more important thirteen practices. I mean, today's just a walkthrough practice fourteen. I mean, I'm not even. I mean, I'm not even going to go over today. Um, I've been to the other thirteen. So I'm going to get it, give everybody, you know, between Jack and I, we're going to give everybody just some observations that we've picked up about, about individual players along the way as to what we see to go with the fact that we're calling the game as well, like we always do. But it's not going to be um, we're not going to do th- we're not going to do things in general or anything like that. We'll specifically talk about what some players where they've improved, what they can do. Uh, because, I mean, for you, the fan, we think that's, uh, for you, the fan, that's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. What makes a certain player tick? What do they need to do to make themselves better? In conjunction with what we're watching in the scrimmage. And we'll keep up with every play as we go along. But our job is to give you information, not do a whole bunch of interviews. And, you know, this is um, the radio broadcast is about the football team and where they are. It's not about, hey, it's great to have X back on the sideline. That, hey, to me, I think you know, every time that happens, most fans are sitting there saying, okay, what's going on with the game and who's in and who's out? Hey, let's go to Brewer's Outlet and stock up first. 
get outside and clean up the yard. Yes, dear. Springtime means cleanup time, even at Sundry Motors Ford. Sundry Motors Spring Inventory Cleanup has begun. Once a year, SMC takes their entire new Ford inventory and prices them at levels not seen before. SMC is where you want to be to choose from 33 Ford Escapes starting at 19380. Sunbury Motors has sold over 40,000 new Ford trucks in the past 102 years. SMC is where you want to be to choose from over four city blocks of new Ford trucks. F-150 starting at an amazing 24919. SMC is where you want to be if you want a brand new Ford Focus from 14835. SMC is where you want to be for a 2017 Edge starting at 27420. SMC has your next Ford Explorer ready to roll at an unheard of 29835. Sunbury Motors Ford in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. SMC, satisfying more customers, selling more cars. A tradition of trust since 1915. True refreshment can come in many forms. But it can only be found in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Along with their great selection of beer, including imports and microbrews, they have lots of water, soda, fresh roasted peanuts, and an unbelievable variety of pickles at the Pickle Bar. Look for great deals on wine coolers and your favorite snacks, too. Get true refreshment all in one place. The Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection for your tailgate anywhere. Beer, wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. And the pickle bar, second to None. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Get out there and stock up for your tailgate. The weather's going to be terrific tomorrow at Beaver Stadium. This day in sports history. 1970, sportscaster Kirk Gowdy became the first sports broadcaster to receive the George Foster Peabody Award for achievement in radio and television. 1980. Rosie Ruiz won the Boston Marathon. She crossed the finish line in a record time of 2 hours, 31 minutes, and 56 seconds. After an investigation, she was stripped of the honor when evidence showed that she had not run the entire race. In fact, she slipped in about a mile to go at Cleveland Circle. (laughs) Rosie Ruiz. I mean, she only ran about a mile. And she was so out of shape that it looked like she ran 26 at the end. She, <laughs> she set a record. She's standing. They put the olive branch on her. The whole deal. It's like, oh, God. All right. Let's bring in Jordan Rodriguez, Charlotte Observer, uh, formerly with the Center Daily Times. Uh, Jordan, of course, covering the Carolina Panthers. She's also done a lot of work, including going to the Senior Bowl, going to Combines, dealing with the NFL Draft. Jordan, it's great to have you with us. And quarterback has become the interesting position. It's not; It may not be the greatest quarterback group going out there, but it is the uh, one that everyone's talking about. So when you have observed the quarterbacks, what do you think of the group? Well, it's interesting. It's it's a kind of a race between these five guys with a couple that have kind of peaked on the radar in the last several weeks, um, Patrick Mahomes being one of them that I think is really intriguing 
to some people, and it's it's interesting. Quarterback is a really high area of need for several teams this draft, and really the only the only team that's really set up to feel good about drafting a quarterback in the first round is Cleveland because they'll have that number one pick, which unless they browns it up, they're going to pick Miles Garrett, and then with 12, <laughs> there will be someone that comes off the board that you know will will do really well for them because it's just it's a beneficial option but with because the draft has so many strengths in other skill positions and and other areas that teams that basically help teams win football games you know pass rushers running backs secondary players they're so strong in this first round tight ends especially as well right that it's it's going to really be an aching decision for i think some of these teams like the bills for example um the, the bears the jets to make this decision on whether or not they're going to try to scoop one of these quarterbacks that are kind of all about the same level of talent all about the same level of unknown how they're going to handle being in the nfl or if they're going to, you know, pick a pick a different player that they know will be an impact player in the NFL, but they maybe not, they maybe won't get their top choice at quarterback. So it's going to be really interesting how it shakes out. It's really good for the Panthers, obviously, because they don't need a quarterback. So they're basically, when this first round is clogged up with quarterback picks, that leaves a lot of, of really awesome playmakers for them to scoop up. Right. No, no question uh, about that. I also love the statement of unless they Browns it up. That was I, I caught that. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, he only played one season. He backed up, and then he played one season as a starter on the other side of the state from you. Now, you know, you've been covering the NFL, so you haven't been covering college football. But to the people you've talked with in North Carolina, the people in your own newsroom that have to cover the Tar Heels, what did they say about him? Well, they love Mitch Trubisky. They think that he's pretty much – your surefire first off the board quarterback. Um, they also loved Deshaun Watson though, and a lot of it wasn't really what Deshaun did throughout the, the season, but what he showed in that comeback in the national championship game and kind of the the poise he showed there. So that was actually even something we um, I asked one of the Panther scouts today actually of anywhere he traveled, anywhere he, any players he got to see, anything he got to see, any moments in college football he got to see this year, his favorite. And the Panthers don't even need a quarterback, but his favorite was um, watching Deshaun Watson make that comeback um, for Clemson. So I think that that it's a, it's a it's an interesting balance because people really love Mitch Trubisky because he's stable and steady. How stable and steady they don't really know, as you said, because there's only that one year of film on him. So the workouts have been really important for Mitch. But then with Deshaun Watson. They aren't sure how stable and steady he is, even though he has all that film to back it up because he's been a little bit on and off the board every once in a while here. So it's a kind of they're, they're going through the same thing with different amounts of film on them, and I think it's really interesting um, interesting to see what, what, what will happen in the future. But, I mean, I, I know teams that are more in favor of traditional-style quarterbacks really like Mitch Trubisky. If I recall correctly, when the Panthers started in the NFL, the first year they had to play their games at Clemson. Uh, which gives you an idea of proximity to Charlotte. So do you have somebody in the beat that actually covers Clemson all the time? And if you do, what did they tell you about him? 
Yeah, we um we have people that went out and covered kind of the national championship run, and then we also have like a network of papers that are in the Carolinas okay. that we kind of we kind of split split. And so all the papers in South Carolina will get you know my content and coverage of the Panthers, where we will get their coverage of, of Clemson um, and South Carolina and that kind of thing. So it's it's been really interesting. Basically, in South Carolina. Deshaun Watson can really do no wrong, and he's the number one consensus quarterback. And in North Carolina, Mitch Trubisky can do nothing wrong, and he's the consensus number one quarterback. So it's been really interesting, you know, following this debate. Um, I personally am a little bit more partial to this uh, Texas Tech kid, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think that he's, uh, I think he's a talent and, and working in that that pass heavy offense. I think he he honestly has has a shot of going high first round as well. Well, a lot of people think Bill O'Brien would like to get Pat Mahomes, but we'll see. They they draft down around twenty five. Of the players that you took a long look at in this road to get to this point, which players do you think present interesting value for teams that maybe some people have not heard of? So there's a defensive end out of Missouri, uh, oh, yeah. Charles Harris. Yes. And he, because the chatter has been surrounding guys like Jonathan Allen from Bama and guys like Miles Garrett, who is this consensus number one overall pick, even guys from places, even guys with, you know, kind of a little bit of a different pedigree, like Taco Charlton from Michigan, Derek Barnett from Tennessee. Um, they've been getting a lot of noise. Where Charles Harris is really, it's interesting um, to see him somehow kind of slide under this radar when he, in my mind, is going to be a much better pro than than maybe even a guy like Derek Barnett, who obviously had these mind-blowing sack stats. But it's because when you're scouting these guys and you're watching them in terms of scouting them for the NFL, you have to watch how they do things, not so much their numbers. You have to watch how they do what they do, how efficient they are at doing that thing, um, because if you think about it, the level of competitiveness requires a higher level of, of efficiency of play, especially if you're a defensive end. You have to be able to work into a rotation and all of that. So you can't just look at what you know what their numbers did. You know you also have to look at the types of players they matched up against. You have to look at their technique versus different types of players. Do they have a go-to move? Can they can they uh, play inside if they have to? And that's one of those things that um, really I think helps Charles Harris slide to maybe even possibly a top ten pick because I think that he, not only is he incredibly fluid and efficient, he has great hands. He has kind of these go-to moves that uh, he doesn't broadcast them very uh, very clearly, so it's hard for opposing linemen to see what he's doing. And he has a little bit of versatility, so he could maybe start as a situational guy, but then he could really develop into your lead defensive end. So I'm really high on him right now. I think he's a great pick. I've actually seen but his name has come up in connection with the Steelers a couple of times, which is interesting. Yes, it has, yeah. yeah I mean, that's <laughs> so what, is Chris Godwin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly right. It, it has. Uh, and, and Godwin's name has also come up with the Steelers. Uh, it's, it's interesting you mentioned the hands. What made Jordan Hill a really good defensive tackle, now Harris is an end, was that Jordan Hill used his hands like a linebacker. You don't see a lot of linemen do that. And it was interesting that you brought up Harris's hands and how he uses them. Yeah, it's it's something that often goes overlooked, I think, by scouts. Definitely, it's one of their top things that they look at. But 
um, in terms of general public, it's really not the sexiest thing to be looking at. You're, you want to look at sacks and you want to look at, um, you know, their bend and how they get around guys and stunting and all that stuff. So, so when you really consider the hands work that some of these guys use, it, it, it works both ways for offensive linemen and defensive linemen. If, if you see the way that they kind of jam up, if they have tell moves, if they have different things that they can do, um, to win at scrimmage, it's really, really important, especially at the next level when everybody is going to be big, strong, and fast. And so that's something uh, I remember covering this Penn State defensive line back when, you know, it was the best defensive line in the nation last, uh, the season before last right. with Austin Johnson and Zettel and Nassib and all those guys. And man, they, Sean Spencer really got them in their handwork and, and kind of their, their gap accountability that comes along with that. And I think that was just part of one of the things that really set them apart. Uh, finally, uh, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, people down there want to know what you think as to where they might go. Let's go positionally. What positions do the Panthers need, and what would be your best guess on what their first pick is? Well, they definitely are going to need to add some depth at tackle, but I am of the very popular opinion that there is not a top 10 tackle or even maybe a top 15 tackle in this draft class, and trading down would be kind of useless if they're going to miss on some of these explosive players in the top 10. So I really think that they go running back or tight end with their first pick, and, and I really think that because of the, the stagnant showing that the offense had last year and Cam really didn't have much help, I think that that's something they really are are leaning heavily on. So I like Alabama's O.J. Howard. Um, I really like Stanford's Christian McCaffrey. I've been high on that kid since he was, you know, a recruit (laughs) coming out of high school. (laughs) And um, you could tell even back then he was going to be an NFL player. And um, the big debate out here is do they, you know, Leonard Fournette versus Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm kind of of the opinion that Leonard Fournette's not around by the time the Panthers pick at eight. Right. And I also think they might be okay with that. I know they like him a lot, but I think they might be okay if McCaffrey was the one that fell to them because they really like his versatility, the things he can do in the backfield as well as as a receiver. So, uh, and he just really fits their scheme, not only as a guy who can run between the tackles, but also someone who can line up in the slot really play any receiver position um, on the route chart, and I, I think he'd be a phenomenal fit for them. Well, it was great having you. Uh, appreciate it so much. Uh, too bad you won't be able to catch punts tomorrow, but still, it's still great to have you on the show. <laughs> hey, you guys have a blast out there tomorrow. I will definitely be following along on Twitter, and it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Great to have you with us. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and somebody the beverage supermarket. And coming up, Paul Alexander from Pittsburgh. We'll talk Pirates, Penn Steelers, or at least what's left of the Pirates. Uh, there is no hope in that city for that team. Zero. So, I mean, no hope. It's it's not good. So they just got swept by the Cardinals. They have the Yankees coming in tonight. That's a great matchup. Ooh. <laughs> and the, you know the oddity is the Pirates actually been for the most part getting pretty good pitching. And they, they I mean they couldn't score with Marte. But we'll talk to Paul about that in the uh, next half hour. And then my brother in the final half hour. 
Seems to enjoy talking to Sean more than me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, cloudy tomorrow, no big deal. No precipitation. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Up near 60 tomorrow. Same thing on Sunday. Maybe a little more sunshine on Sunday. They were talking about wet weather for the weekend. Talking about Sunday mostly, not Saturday. Saturday, not one forecast I saw ever had Saturday with any precipitation in it. Zero. In fact, the forecast I have in front of me right now, let's see. Uh, tomorrow's forecast, 9 a.m., 0%, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, all at 0%. It gets to 10% at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. And the wind down, 4 to 7 miles an hour. No big deal. And if you want to go to the paternal run... On uh, Sunday, mostly sunny, slight chance of a shower in the morning, high in the upper 50s. East winds around 5, chance of rain 20%. That's it. In fact, it's not really supposed to rain much the next 10 days. There is a golf course screaming my name as we speak. I won't play well on it, but it's screaming my name. Actually, I played pretty well the other day. I shouldn't say that. I think I shot, in the blue course, I shot 42 in the front. And I was actually even par through 15 in the back. I mean, I parred 15. I'm like, okay, I think it's time to leave. <laughs> it's getting darker. I have, to get, I have to get in touch with my wife's cousin. Occasionally, he will play Susquehanna Valley Country Club. I will, I will shoot him a text to uh, see if he has played there this year, so he can get you some inside info if you need to adjust anything prior to the third. Well, look, just get me a yardage book. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, is I mean, I need to know the status of the suit going in. Do we know that is the suit actually playing or not? I haven't heard anything as to the uh, roster, the uh, the Sunbury Broadcasting roster oh. lineup. I haven't heard a thing yet. Every time we do this, I feel like we have to have a press conference just for him. Uh, and I keep reminding him that this is for charity. He's the only guy I've ever played golf with that if he's not hitting the shots, he doesn't. He's not happy with you. I keep looking at it. You know, we're on the same team. You know, it's good that that the the shots within ten feet. Don't you think? If he hits the shot, okay, great. You know, it's like it's a great hole. Somebody else hits the shot. He does not root for his teammates when they hit shots. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> uh. Like, you miss the putt, and he's going to putt next. And he's like, all right, good. Like, all right, good what? Didn't you want me to hold the thing so we go to the next hole? <laughs> hey, he's a piece of work out there, brother. I'll tell you. <laughs> and then he's aching. He's ache. He's the only guy I've ever saw that was hoping we'd be a foot off the fringe. Why? You know why. Because he wants to use that that, that R- cutter. Rhymes with butter? 
Yeah, the chutter thing. <laughs> right, we get to the hole, all we keep it's chutter time, chutter time, chutter time. Then he blows a twenty five feet pass and we're like, Yeah, chutter time, that's great, chutter time. Oh man. Uh, Dave Ritchie was such a pleasure to have on the team last year. Absolute pleasure. Good guy, team guy, understands the team concept. Although I will say this, we were on the ninth hole last year, and the, the suit had a little bit of an episode on the ninth hole last year. As you know, he ended up having a some sur- he had surgeries planned anyway. I, I'll tell you right now, that scared the daylights out of me when I saw that. It was like he was really struggling. The rest of the group was like, let's just move on, pick up somebody else. I said, no, I think we should wait. (laughs) (laughs) We can laugh about it now. Yes, we can. Everything everything worked out fine. Everything worked out fine, so we can laugh about it now. (laughs) We can pick up somebody else. We can move on. And even if it turned into a rough day, I think we're past the statute of limitations now to discuss it, so we're we're good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember he had hit a ball that went down to the bottom of the hill. It's all—it's a par three, and he, just, you know, whatever. He just mishit it. Who cares? You know, everybody mishits it. So what? And he went down to get it, except he didn't drive down to get it. He walked down to get it, and he like he had to put the brakes on. It took him like three or four minutes to kind of gather himself. I, you know, I was a little worried. Now, of course, it, you know, I mean, he's perfectly fine now. Um, but the vote was two to one to move on. I mean, I was the one that said, no, let's stop. Kind of a tough group, but, you know, I mean, we we're playing to win. You stepped up for your pal. <laughs> you put things in perspective. I don't know what got into me. <laughs> was that one moment, one moment, you were the eye in the hurricane. That one moment in time. <laughs> one shining like moment. Said, like I said, we can laugh about it now. When it happened, all four, all three of us were like, wow. We are your home for the Philadelphia Phillies. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.